How many times have you seen your best friend this week? Is it more than once? Because that probably means you're still in high school or college. If you're an adult, how many times have you seen your best friend this month? More than twice? Probably not, but they're still your best friend, right? Because it doesn't really matter at this point. That's what I want to talk about today. The evolution of friendship, how it changes as a kid to an adult, and the types of friends you make along the way. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. What's up, guys? Jimmy again. John Boy James. Jimmy. Probably just going to go with Jimmy the rest of the time, even though, like, people know me as John Boy on the internet. And some of my friends do call me that from time to time. I just feel really weird calling myself that. Anyway, it's a Monday night. I just got home from work after a long weekend. I was really tired. But Mondays are pretty nice for me. So after long weekends, I work in weddings. I film weddings. I had a 10-hour day yesterday, which was Sunday. Wedding, church ceremony, three different locations. Whole big to-do. So Mondays in the office the next day is very relaxed. No dress code. So I get to wear like shorts and a sweatshirt and a hat, which shouldn't do as much for me mentally as it does but I get so excited when I know I can just wear comfortable clothes in and don't have to wear dress dress pants and a button down and be incredibly hot and then there's only two of us in the office no clients ever come in so basically I just go sit at my desk for eight hours straight or however long it is and edit and I don't talk to anyone and I love it I am the perfect balance of extrovert and introvert And I love having a good chunk of my day just sitting at a computer, not talking to anyone and doing work. I guess that's the creative side of me that just wants that to come out. Now I come home and I kind of want to talk to my girlfriend and, you know, her parents and everyone in the house and have dinner and chat. But I can't do this at work, so I'm doing it at home now. And I've thought of this. And as you know, in the intro, we're doing evolution of friendship. I kind of was having this talk with my little brother who's 10 years younger than me. He's on his way to college soon. Me and my sisters were talking to him about how friendships change and then you become an adult and it's really different from when you were a kid. So kind of a fun thought process. I didn't do as much Googling as last week. Last week I did existential anxiety, which I had to look up and research and find out things. This is more I talked it through with friends and thought about my life. So it's a little more. I I dove deep inside of my uh, upbringing and my friend's upbringing more than psychiatric books or whatever, science of friendship. I tried to look up some science of friendship stuff and it was just boring as hell. So here we go. All right, friends. I think it's safe to say as a kid, you start out, your friends are your parents, friends, kids, or your neighbors. It's just whoever's around, you don't have a say in the matter. I grew up in a cul-de-sac that had like 10 kids on it. So I was playing with the neighbors in front, neighbors behind, whoever was home. You just went door to door. Hey, is Johnny home? Hey, is Susan home? Hung out with whoever was around. Then your parents have friends. They bring their friends over. You hang out with them. Just kind of like when you're a little kid, it's not like you need to discuss the same topics. It's just like, hey, you want to come play with these Legos with me? Yeah, let's play with the Legos. Put two kids down in a room and they fight and play at the same time. That's how it works. When we go down to the beach house, there's a ton of little kids. And it's like, hey, little kid, here's another little kid. Go play. And it works. Then you grow up a little bit, go to middle school and high school, and that's when you have the most amount of friends you will ever have in life. Because there's just all kinds of friends when you're that age. 
you have your personality, you have your interests, so you start to make your own friends. But then you're just surrounded by people nonstop, and there's so many different avenues to make friends. You have your friends that are you hang out with after school, you go to birthday parties, you go do whatever you do on the weekends, movies together. When I was in middle school, we went to like the roller rink a couple times. We went to open gym on Friday nights to jump in the cheese pit. We did birthday parties, movies, and it was like you had a crew and there was like five guys, five girls, and you would meet up and hang out or however it was. And that's your main friends. But you also have a ton of other friends. You have your classroom friends. And these are the people that aren't in your crew. You don't hang out with them after school. But when you are in that classroom, they're your joking. They're your always going to be partners. You get along great. And you kind of think like, hey, why don't we hang out after school? But then all the societal norms of like, no, you're different. So we can't hang out. We have two different friends. So we can't hang out pushes on you. And you're like, shit, we're just classroom friends. A lot of times I always had friends in the classroom. I was like, I don't know why we don't hang out more outside of school. So I also, sometimes you would go away for summer. At the end of summer, you'd be like, Get me back to class. I want to see all those kids that I don't even thought about over summer, but I know I get along with in a classroom setting. So you got your classroom friends in the East Coast. You got your bus ride friends. They don't have buses in California, but bus ride friends, they're usually your neighborhood friends. So you've known them when you were the youngest and they can be weird as hell, but they're also very convenient and around because they live in the neighborhood. So they're a little notch up from classroom friends because your bus ride friends, sometimes you're like, get off the bus you're like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out or you want to do this? And it's a little bit more. But friends, just the same. Because you talk, you hang out with these people. Until high school maybe, maybe. And then when you ride the bus, it's like, don't talk to me. You put your head on the window and it's vibrating. Like, boom. And you wake up because you hit a big bump. I used to love doing that on bus rides. High school, you also have your teammates. Or whatever extracurricular you're doing. Band, teammates, clubs. But teammates is good because it's like a different bond where some of your teammates may be huge assholes, but they're your teammates, so you got their back. Like this clip from Dazed and Confused. Guy's a dick, right? Yeah, he's uh, kind of a joke. It's not a bad guy to have on your side, though, blocking. Yeah. Again, I played baseball and hockey, and I had so many teammate friends, like in high school, freshman, sophomore year, the kid I talked to the most on the team, and like we sat next to each other in bus rides, we were on the same line, played together. We never talked outside of hockey. It's weird. You just have so many avenues to get along with people, and you're young, and you just talk to people, so you have a ton of friends. You also have your parents' friends' kids, but those are usually like very different than you and kind of weird, and you don't like them, but you can't talk shit about them because the parent rumor mill is bizarre, and you know it would get back. Jimmy! Did you make fun of blah, blah? I hear mom gets back to you and you cannot talk shit by your parents' friends. Kids. They have to be like your friends by default. It's like, why'd you invite him? Well, our parents get along. A lot of friends when you're young. And a lot of it's just convenience and killing time. Hey, we're on this bus together. Why don't we just make jokes and get along? Hey, we're stuck in this classroom together all year. It'd be a lot better if we were friendly and distracted each other and passed notes and shit. It's easier. You got your party crew too. In, in, in high school, I talked to some people and I said you had your 
you smoked with those people, you drank with those people, you did this with people. So you had your different outlets. That was always the same crew for me. So it's just the main crew. And then you always have your one good friend, two good friends. Every friend group can be broken down to three within the 10, say. But anyway, my point is in high school and middle school, you have a lot of friends and you see them every day, multiple times a day. When you go to college, then that is usually the first time in your life where it's time to make new friends, but keep the old. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other gold. College is different. And this is what I was telling my little brother. I think college is the first time you realize or I realize that all that high school bullshit and some high school bullshit never goes away. Girlfriend drama, fighting drama, some drama, 50 year olds are doing it right now. But as far as like groups, like in high school, for lack of better words, I'll just use like 1950s movies. You have your jocks, you have your nerds, and they just are like, you know, and like the jocks think they're so much better than the nerds and all that shit. You get to college, the kids that play Dungeons and Dragons and that, they find their little place in the rec center and they play all day and the people who drink go drink and the people who just play video games in their dorm room on campus play dorm rooms and you never interact and it's fine it's like everyone just gets to find their own group and do their own thing and no one gives each other you're not stuck in small hallways for seven hours of the day you go to class for 45 minutes you leave class you hang out with the people you like so in college i think it's great for people who have out of the box. I don't even know how to say it. You know what I'm trying to say. Who? Uh, it's, college is great for the kids who did shit that wasn't cool in high school. wasn't considered cool. Because you just find a bunch of other people that like doing the same thing as you. You hang out with them and no one bothers each other. Like bullying in college isn't really, doesn't exist because there's, who would waste their time? You'd have to just be a real asshole. In high school, kids get bored. There's weird social hierarchy and you can, kids fall victim to it. It's not an excuse, but they fall victim to it. In college, it does not matter. So college for me, I had my group of friends. I was a history major and I didn't know anyone else that was a history major. So I never talked in my classrooms and I never ever wanted to make a friend in class. So I would go to my class, sit there for 45 minutes or three hours, however long it was, take my notes. I would write stories. I would doodle and then leave and go hang out with my friends until my next class. Whereas high school, you're in the classroom for way longer. You're like, let's just talk and hang out. College, I was like, I have no interest meeting friends right now. I have 10 good friends in the dorm room right now that are waiting to go drink, go to the cafeteria together. I don't need friends. And I think that's how a lot of people were because no one talked in my college classes in, out. But again, I had a, I had a major, like some people have majors with a lot of group activities. Some people have really interactive majors where you have to hang out and talk. History was not. It was you go, you listen, you leave. There's not even much discussion. But college is also the first time where you realize that distance does not kill friendships or you realize that it does. So you have your best friend from high school, you go to college you don't see them for a while. Now, I think the first time you see them again, that Thanksgiving break or that first winter break, it's too soon. Everything's normal. You're just excited, back to normal. But after a first full year at college, and then you have the whole summer with your high school friends, you really see you have a new perspective. And it's either, yeah, you're my really good friend, or it's, eh, think the new people I'm meeting and I open my eyes at college and we're not really going to stay together that much. But either way, 
you realize how distance can play into a friendship. It either plays heavy or it plays really insignificant, really insignificant. I think for me, I moved every three years of my life. So distance was not new to me at college. I had, I was well, I was fine tuned in having a friendship with a lot of space in between seeing each other. It's not the norm for most people, but for me it was. And I knew that distance isn't, isn't an obstacle for me and, and friends. You're good friends. You hang out with them whenever and it's fine. And that's exactly how adulthood gets. So college, you learn that. College, you also, I mean, this isn't about a friendship, but you just learn so much about how other people live because you can think you're as out there and experienced when you're in high school as you want to think you are, but you are not. Even like tiny little shit, like the soap people use to wash their hands or like you're a bar soap person. My whole family is body wash, shit like that. You use a loofah, what the hell? Just tiny things like you never even consider in high school how different the tiniest thing someone else can be doing. And you learn that in college. So that's cool. That's a whole different discussion than friends. It's just how much college can open your eyes. I think you learn far more about dealing with other people, how to handle social social situations in college than you do educational knowledge, importance-wise, unless you're going to go be a lawyer, doctor, something crazy. You're a regular old communications, business, major, history. You're learning a lot more life skills than actual knowledge that you'll use in the future. Also in college, you get times where you realize that your old high school friends are assholes. So you invite, you have all your new college friends. And you want to invite your old high school friend like, oh, this is my best buddy from high school. We're going to come have a great time. And then that kid comes and is just a dick to all your new college friends for no reason. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. Sorry, guys. And you have to defend them. You're like, uh. And then you have your friends that are like that in general. You've just known them forever. So you can't like get them out of your life. You're like, hey, if I met this kid right now, he would not be my friend. We have nothing in common. I don't like him. But we've been friends since we were seven. And from seven to 14, we spent like every day together. So I can't really totally rid him out of my life and trash talk him to you. But I understand he's annoying and terrible. But what can I do? That's life. So you got those. He wasn't your best friend. He was your oldest friend. There's a difference. That's college. And then after college is when it really changes. After your first couple of years out of college, it's still the same. You probably live with your friends, hang out, go to bars every weekend, doing the same shit, meeting people. But eventually you get older. I'm 28 now. And it's like finally kicked in the last two years where it's, I don't see my friends. I don't need to see my friends. I have my really good friends. I never see them. But we talk on the phone when we need to. And when we do see each other once or twice a year, it's like nothing has changed at all. It doesn't matter the distance, the time. We can even not talk for two months, six months, but then you talk and you're like, we're friends. And if you ever need to be there for him, you'll be there for him. That's how it works with adults. I remember my dad told me one time, you know, his best friend, he's like, yeah, I still consider him my best friend. I haven't talked to him in years. And I'm like, when I was little, I was like, that's impossible, dad. That's not how friends work. And now I'm very much understanding that your life consumes you, your work, your kids, girlfriend, boyfriend, and there's just other day-to-day things you have to do, but that doesn't squish the bond of your really good friends. Now, I think it squishes the bond of all your fringe friends, and they're just background. See them. If you see them, it's nice, but you don't need to go out of your way to see them at all. There's a movie called The Big Chill, which I my dad likes. It's from the 80s. Probably the best soundtrack in movie history. And there's a scene. They're all college friends. One of their friends commits suicide, and they're all college friends. Um... They come back and they spend a weekend together at the funeral. And then they all spend the weekend together hanging out. And there's a line in there about how they're not good friends. They're old friends. 
They knew each other a long time ago. They knew each other for a short time. I'll just run the clip. Here's the audio. And we go back a long way. And I'm not going to piss that away because you're higher than a kite. Wrong. A long time ago, we knew each other for a short period. You don't know anything about me. I don't care what you say. I know I loved you and everybody else here. And I'll go on believing that till I kick. That's always a line, even when I was little, where it stood out like, hmm, because that was my life. I lived in Illinois for three years. I lived in Connecticut for two years, California for four. It's always moving, but I always had these friends. And that line summed it up. A long time ago, we knew each other for a short period. And that's pretty harsh because, yeah, a long time ago, we were really good friends for a short period. And that guy in the movies, he's upset right there. And his other friend says, that's bullshit. We're, we still know each other. And that's a good question that you have to consider when you don't see friends forever like yeah we were really good friends for four years is our bond still the same even though we haven't seen each other in six a lot of people that i know it is my good friends my good friends a lot of others no but it's something that happens there's also a song if you are like my age you probably remember the song by rise against called swing life away and it has a line in there that I've always related to because I move so much as well. Here's this line. I've got some friends, some that I hardly know. But we've had some times I wouldn't trade for the world. That's really weird to think about it. And I was trying to think of memories where I did something fun and I haven't seen that person. I thought of one. I thought of a couple, actually. I had a kid. His name, I think his name is Aaron Martinez. I played hockey with him when I lived in Illinois, but he wasn't the same town, same school district, or anything. We used to hang out every now and then, and one time we taped recycling bins to our skateboards and then luged down his whole entire street to, like, the store, then found, like, dirt ramps and tied the contraption to the back of a bike and pulled it around like we were sledding on these, like, dirt ramps. We did this for hours until, like, sunset. I don't think we ever hung out after hockey again, I haven't thought of him in years. I was just trying to think of a memory I have with a kid that was like really fun, but I don't know him at all. So that is a memory that was great. Wouldn't trade that time for the world. We had a blast that day. I haven't even thought about him in years. No idea what he's up to, who he is, uh, if that's even really his name. And there's so many more like that. I had another friend. We used to ride our bikes. He was on my baseball team in middle school. I had never hung out with him outside of baseball. But every year, my dad was the coach. I was like, choose Doug. I want him to be on the team because we enjoy playing with each other. And we would ride our bikes to the baseball field and pitch to each other and throw to each other. I moved away from Illinois, and he was not on my list of people I kept in touch with. Not like hard feelings or anything. It's just, you know, I moved away, and that faded. It wasn't the biggest bond. But we used to have a really good time together playing baseball. It's crazy how many people in your life you had a friendship with, and you have zero idea what they're up to. And I'm only 28, so anyone listening to this that's older probably has tenfold even like work trips or like random road trips so many people you interact with that you can have great times with that aren't your friend but you can have a great time with them and then left by the wayside left by the wayside that's like there's that uh the stand by me quote where he says you know the stand by me movie where they go searching for the dead body and it's a whole long adventure basically what i'm talking about this whole long adventure the four kids go searching for the dead body together and then at the end the narrator says he's recapping what happened in the future of their lives. And two of them, he's like, we, the friendship faded. We never saw each other again, but that's how it goes. As time went on, we saw less and less of Teddy and Vern until eventually they became just two more faces in the halls. It happens sometimes. Friends come in and out of your life like busboys in a restaurant. That's like a crazy aspect of life that is very true. 
I don't think it's sad. I just think it's interesting that you can bond with someone so hard for one day, one week, one month, and then it fades. It's like, yeah, we had a great time. Uh, how are you? Remember that time? Remember? Remember that time? Pretty good time, huh? Also gets to be a point in all your friendships where you stop making new memories, and every time you get together, you just sit around and talk about the old memories. Remember when we did this? Remember when we did that? It's actually a really good quote in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's a book, really good movie. Actually, as far as like teen, young adult books go, or movies, it's like my favorite. And there's a, there's a part in the book where they're all hanging out before they leave for college, and the quote goes something like, all the inside jokes had now become memories, stories that we'd tell forever and not live as inside jokes. Something like that, which is true. That's how it goes. All right, so that's kind of all I got. So my main takeaway, after I thought all this through, is that friendship, the evolution of friendship. When you're a kid, it is all about quantity of time. How often you see each other, how much you hang out, how much you play, how much you talk to each other. And then as you get to be an adult, it turns into quality of bond. It can also be said that when you're little, quantity of time is quantity of people too. You just have so many friends. You're hanging out with people all the time. You get older, it's quality of bond. That's how I summed it up. I wanted to get other people's thoughts and opinions. So I sent out a couple texts to people. I Just some people. And I might try and do this with listeners too, if you want. I asked people, how would you sum up the evolution of friendship in one sentence? And they interpreted it however they wanted to. I, one, one of my buddies said, the increase in comfortability in uncomfortable situations leads to an almost unattainable level of trust. And then one of you gets a girlfriend, but whenever you see each other, no matter how long it's been, you can pick up where you left off. It's kind of what I'm saying. The one of you gets a girlfriend is true. It's just like, okay, now we're in a relationship and I'm going to start that part of my life. Here's another answer. Friendship begins with playgrounds, solidified with alcohol and bars and matures in old age, sitting on porches at the houses with kids. Here's another one. You meet, then start to like each other. That works as well. Let's see, I asked my parents because I wanted to get some people that were a bit older that have, are in their 50s now and have gone through tons of friends and situations. My mom said, a childhood friendship is based upon enjoying things together that make you happy. An adult friendship is more about loyalty, respect, and shared interest. I think that goes very much along with what I was saying about quantity of time versus quality of bond. My dad said, memories and joy stay reminders in adult life of how to have fun when more responsibilities and status quo roles are expected. So once you got to have a job, a nine to five, kids, you got to raise kids, you got to take care of the house, all that stuff. Memories and joy stay reminders of the good times you had with your friends because now you're busy living your life. My sister said, the evolution of friendship depends on the relationship between two people. That's true. And I did post it on Facebook, but I got a lot of one word answers, which was weird. Not what I was going for at all. Let's see if there's any new ones. It starts out fun, but then it's not fun. It's kind of true. It's a cynical way to look at it, but yeah, everyone gets there. Socioeconomic status is determined by friendship, not the other way around. I think he's trying to say you're friends with people that make the same money as you. I knew you when you peed your pants at age three and again at age 63. A true bond of trust can never be broken. All right, so that's that. I'll have to listen back and see how this one goes. But last week, I did the existential anxiety. I got a lot of responses. A handful of you reached out on Twitter, said, hey, I go through that too. Didn't know what it was. So that's cool. I'm not trying to be like a therapist show or anything. I actually, I, I, I'm searching for funnier topics than uh, more like serious heavy ones, but I'll do whatever. I like it. Just basically, I'm going to come ramble once a week about something. Next week, I'm going to do the link between smells and memories. 
because it blows my mind when there is a smell blowing in the wind and it takes me back to a specific time and place. And I'm like, what the hell? How did that just happen? So if you have a specific example of that, send it to me, text, email, DM, tweet. Let me know because I want to read a bunch afterwards. For me, I love the smell of fresh cut grass, top five favorite smell. But whenever I smell it now, I am instantly taken back to this one bike ride I had riding my bike to my friend's house in Illinois, and they were cutting the two baseball fields at the same time as I drove past them. Just instantly, I get taken back to that bike ride that day. Such a general widespread smell that you smell all the time, but it always takes me that one place. So more in that next week, the link between smell and memory. Maybe I'll try and do some actual research to figure it all out because that's bizarre. All right, that's all. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, I think there's not that many people out there listening, so uh, appreciate it, and uh, have a good day. And as always, try your hardest, do your best. But our strategy, to be honest, is try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest.